0: This is Denise Nostrom, CEO and founder of Diversified Financial Solutions. Now more than ever, investment advice is needed. Not just where best to invest your money, but why. Are you investing for your future retirement? Are you retired and looking to maximize your income? Are you maximizing your income and concerned with leaving money for your loved ones? Are you investing for your retirement at the same time saving for your children's education and at the same time saving to buy another home? Are the markets in line with your goals? Are your goals ever changing? Please contact me at 631-758-8691. That's 631 631- 758 17588691 or visit us at diversifiedfinancial.biz For over 25 years I have been helping individuals, families and business owners navigate through all market conditions with only one goal in mind, my clients. Visit me at diversifiedfinancial.biz or call Denise Nostrom, founder of Diversified Financial Solutions at 631-758-8691. That's 631-758-8691 for a conversation about my most important client, you. Hello and good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in and spending some time with me today. We made it to Friday. Wow, what a day, right? The sun was shining and we have above... Average temperatures for this time of year. It's November. I love it. You are listening to the Financial Chick Show, and I am the Financial Chick. My name is Denise Snowstrom, the CEO and owner of Diversified Financial Solutions, a full service independent financial planning firm located in Medford. Your Financial Chick is here to help you make better financial decisions and choices to improve your life and reduce your anxiety and stress about money. If you want to know more about me or my firm, You can check out my website at financialchickshow.com. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at Diversified Financial Solutions, so like our pages to get updates and see what is happening. If you have missed a show or want to listen to a show already aired, you can go to the media tab and listen to all prior shows. Topics are listed for your convenience. So today, we are going to discuss a topic that probably most people are not familiar with, but is a great tax planning strategy if you meet certain criteria. I am so happy to have one of my strategic partners and friends here, Michael Giegrich from S2K Financial. Are you there, Mike?
1: Yeah, Denise. Hi, can you hear me? I can hear you.
0: How are you, Mike?
1: I'm doing great. I'm so excited to be on the show. And uh, you know, to your point about the weather, I can't believe it's like 70 degrees in November. It's wonderful.
0: I love it. I know. And I think we're going to have it for the weekend, too. So let's do this. So excited. Yeah. <laughs> I'll Absolutely. take it as long as we can, right
1: yeah, exactly
0: <laughs> so uh, so yeah, so when you know when you work with an advisor, uh, most people just think about investing right so now that it's a, it's an important piece of the puzzle, but from time to time we have situations that need solutions so Mike is here to tell us about opportunity zones so Mike, so I guess we'll get started very basic, right so what yep. is an opportunity zone program?
1: yeah, so uh, again, thanks. Denise, uh, always great to talk with you. Uh, certainly to be on your show is a great uh, honor for us. So I'm thank you so happy to have you. Um, uh, yeah, Opportunity Zones. Um, it, it's a bit of a mouthful, but um, the, the previous administration was looking for um, you know ways to um, uh, help the economy and do so in a way that wouldn't increase taxes. And so they created in 2017 a tax act that would do just that. They they wanted to send capital to different parts of the country, and the way to do it would be to uh, give a tax incentive to investors to invest in those areas. Mm-hmm. And those areas are called opportunity zones, um, and there's some really significant significant benefits for investors who want to invest in those zones. So yeah, it was created back in 2017. By the previous administration to stimulate growth in the economy.
0: Okay, all right. So I, I don't think a lot of people know about it. Maybe they've heard the word, but one other program that I think rolls off the tongue and most people heard of or they see commercials, um, the thing called the 1031 or 1031 exchange, or I think you call it DST, right? Um, yeah. So can you explain a little bit about what that is and how that would differ from an Opportunity Zone program?
1: Sure. So for certain individuals uh, who are who have a capital gain, uh, either from the sale of uh, a stock or sale of a business, any capital gain is eligible to invest in an opportunity zone. When you talk about 1031s or DSTs, Del- Delaware Statutory Trust, uh, the only type of gain that is eligible to invest in that is just the sale of real estate. Now they're they're different, uh, and they have different attributes. Um, but both are very good vehicles for the right client, for the right investor. Right. And a lot of like to your point, Denise, a lot of people don't even know these investments exist. They just think, well, you know, I got to pay the government when I see this gain, and and that's that. But these these investments exist to help clients like your client.
0: Right, right. So yeah, so I mean. I think we were talking before now, how many um, opportunity zones are out there?
1: Yeah. So there's a lot of them. There's, <laughs> uh, there's really a lot of them. And, and, and that's where firms like mine at S2K and yours, you know, work together to make sure that we're protecting your clients as best we can uh, and getting the right ones. There's about eight, eight, uh, 8,700 opportunity zones in the United States.
0: Wow. That's a huge uh, number.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of them. There really are. And, you know, one of our objectives uh, is to make sure that you know we do a lot of diligence, a lot of diligence, almost like you know, uh, you know, a colonoscopy on these <laughs> on these zones. Now, really, I'm—it's no exaggeration—to uh, make sure that if uh, you know, clients' capital is going to go to one of these zones, that there's actual growth there, that that there's going to be an investment return and. So that's what we do is we sift through all those 8,700 8, zones and try to find the ones that would work best for uh, our constituents. Mm-hmm.
0: So where where would you say they typically are located? Now, I, I think from what, you, from what I understand is that they're located in areas that they're trying to rebuild that have been underserved, um, you know, for lack of a better word, really just need some, some investment in the infrastructure. Yeah. So where would you find them?
1: Yeah, so so you frankly you'd find them because there's so many they're they're really everywhere. Okay. Uh and and every investor is different, right? So some investors uh like certain areas uh almost from like an ESG standpoint, like a, almost like a charitable standpoint, hey, I like this area of the country. I want to invest here. Mm-hmm. But other investors are saying, "Hey, look, I I'd rather be a little bit more Secure with where my capital's going, are there any areas that kind of stand out? Uh, and there are many of those um, mm-hmm. you know in certain areas in Florida as an example, in certain areas in North Carolina as an example, uh, you wouldn't believe are act- uh, opportunity zones mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of that has to do with when the data was pulled, some of it was pulled from 2010, and a lot has happened in 2010. so some of these areas uh, are actually thriving. Um, but they just so happen to be in an opportunity zone, so the investors still get the benefit. On top of that, if I may, um, you know, sometimes people think opportunity zones and, oh, my goodness, like maybe it's a real, um, you know, challenged area. And that's somewhat true, but actually I think what is more true is they realize that investing in, you know, let's call it a secondary market outside of, um, you know, uh, certain big metro areas Mm -hmm. that when they do that, it's really going to create a lot of jobs. So it doesn't necessarily mean that this area is terrible. It's just not, you know, in New York city, it's not in San Francisco. It's not in, you know, the big primary markets. They're in the smaller secondary tertiary markets in real estate terms. Um, and, and there's really a lot of growth there. There's really a lot of, uh, potential there. So, um, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's been interesting. Even looking like some of the, uh, some of the programs that I've seen, uh, that the places that they are, I was kind of shocked too. Cause you, you do have that perception. That was something that was dispelled. a myth that was dispelled for me. Like I was, I was thinking it would be in certain areas, you know, like a, you know, a Detroit or something like that, you know, something yeah. that we typically hear, you know, w- would yeah. not be, you know, that they, that there's a lot of dilapidation and, and, and need, needing some uplifting, I guess, so to speak. And that's not, yeah. not necessarily true. So, uh, that's, what's kind of interesting.
1: Yeah and that's and that's again to to a previous point that's really important to us as uh you know my firm really has a tremendous amount of expertise in commercial real estate development. So when we approach these zones we look at it from that uh vantage point first. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that was attractive to your firm when you guys were vetting us um you know that oh wow these these individuals are commercial real estate professionals S2K you know we've had 35 to 40 years of experience, multiple real estate cycles. When we look at these zones, we look at it from that vantage point first and then the tax benefit second.
0: Right. Right. And that's important. I mean, you know, we're here to do the right thing for the client, you know, give them those tax benefits, but, uh, you know, make sure that it goes full circle. So yeah, we're definitely going to, uh, explore that a little bit more. We're going to be heading into the break in a, in a few minutes, uh, not a few minutes, a few seconds, I guess. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, so I, we're, I'm very excited to have today with me, Michael Giegrich from S2K Financial. We're talking about opportunity zones, a little known tax, uh, law that, that, uh, can help you, uh, mitigate or sometimes eliminate capital gains so we're going to talk more about it after the break you are listening to the financial chick show i am denise nostrom the company's diversified financial solutions i help you look for financial solutions when you feel like there are none feel free to contact me at 631-758-8691 and we're ready to hit the break but please stay tuned we have so much more and you're going to want to hear this information because it could be super pertinent to you or someone that you know stay tuned Welcome back. This is Denise Snowstrom, the financial chick. My company's in Medford, and you can reach me at 631-758-8691 or visit my website at financialchickshow.com. I'm here to help you on your financial journey. Over the years, things change, and I'm here to help you navigate all of those changes. I'm here with Michael Giegrich from S2K Financial... Uh, who is one of my strategic partners and a good friend, uh, we are talking about a little-known tax strategy that President Trump and the federal government created under the Tax Cut and Jobs Act of 2017. The purpose of uh, Opportunity Zones, which is the name of the uh, the, the program, is to, was to spur economic growth and create jobs by incentivizing investment in economically distressed communities that are in need of investment and revitalization. So, Mike... We were talking a little bit before about, uh, you know, I guess the the outer surface of the opportunity zones. So we want to kind of dig deep. And I guess, like, how does somebody get involved in an opportunity zone? Like, what's typically the the amount that you need to invest and how long do you hold it? Like the nuts and bolts of of how it works.
1: Yeah. So uh, so first of all, they're going to have to talk to someone like yourself. Mm -hmm. someone who knows what they're doing uh you can't just you know necessarily go online to do this exactly um you have to you know do a lot of diligence so that's the first step is talk to someone like denise um and uh you you the minimum investment uh in an opportunity zone is a hundred thousand um and the way it works is it's kind of incredible really um you take that hundred thousand dollars and you invest it in an opportunity zone uh fund, a QOF, qualified opportunity zone fund, and uh you hold it for ten years. And there will be you know, there should be growth in the fund over the ten years, and that growth in the fund is one hundred percent federally tax free after ten years. Um, you know, so from a tax standpoint and certainly these individuals want to consult a tax professional with this mm-hmm. um, from a tax standpoint. Really, people, uh, high net worth individuals don't typically get opportunities like that uh, to get that kind of tax break, uh, so to speak. It almost operates like a Roth IRA. I don't know if some of your listeners are familiar with those. Sure, absolutely. Uh, but, but that that growth over 10 years is, is absolutely 100 uh, percent tax free. Um, there's another component in uh, the year 26. Uh, they're going to pay uh, the deferred gain and, and there's a mechanism to help with that. But the, the, the majority of the tax benefit is that tax-free growth over 10 years.
0: Okay. So let's take a look at some uh, cases because we kind of alluded to it before, but um, one of which is highly appreciated stocks in your portfolio. So I run into this sometimes with people that they're getting matches of company stock or, you know, um, an ESOP type of program, an employee stock ownership program, and their cost basis or the amount that they purchased, you know, maybe it's 50000 and now this thing is worth 500000 you know, so there's, there's a sizable gain that they typically hold the stock, even though they have such a high concentration, they would get a huge capital gain. But this would be something that could help with something like that, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, That, that's uh, what we're seeing a lot of is uh, people selling businesses. um, Yeah. Highly appreciated stocks, uh, any capital gain really. uh, And um, you know, we're finding a lot of people when this came out, like I said, in 2017, almost nobody knew about it, but Mm -hmm. uh, you know, fast forward to today and more and more people are starting to hear about it. um, uh, We're starting to get a lot of attraction um, on, on business sales, uh, appreciated stock, uh different positions and portfolios that have appreciated um and you know it's 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 really a a spattering of all of those things but yeah. but yeah it's not just real estate it's it's any capital gain
0: which is interesting because that's a little bit of a difference with the with the 10 uh the 1031 exchange that's right that you know that's just specifically for real estate so this get this opens it up a little bit for people and it uh, gives them an alternative. And as far as the real estate, you know, for people, sometimes they don't think about it. Obviously, they think of their own sale of their home, uh, which, you know, again, in, in the federal level, if you're single, you can you can wipe off 250000 of capital gain. But anything up and above that, you could use the opportunity zone. And if you're married, 500000 But when you inherit a home, and a lot of people now, you know, are inheriting parents or passing or, or, or aunts or uncles and, and I, I At least once a month, I'm I'm hearing people that have inheritance of homes and stuff like that. That's a great way place to use this because there's there's no doubt you're going to get a capital gain. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, or buildings or commercial property, people selling those types of things. So I have a have a a potential person that's selling a a a property in Manhattan. So, you know, these are all these uh, opportunities in the opportunity zone. (laughs) It's kind of corny, right?
1: Yeah. A little bit, but but it's true.
0: But it is true.
1: And yeah, and and it's uh, again, sometimes hard to believe, especially if you're that investor who, um, you know, is happy about the growth of the investment, but is also dreading a bit that tax bill. Right. Saying, oh, goodness, you know, I I might not want to sell whatever it is right now because I don't want to pay that tax bill. Well, now you really have an option um, to look at and um yeah so so you know very uh, a lot of people are very grateful for that 2017 tax act
0: absolutely and i'm grateful for someone like you who brings this stuff to the table for me so when i have these you know, people come to me with these, you know, uh, problems. Again, my company, Diversified Financial Solutions, I have solutions for them for different things. Like I kind of started at the beginning of the show. People think that, you know, when you see a financial advisor, it's all about the investments. And again, this is an investment, but this is really more than an investment. It's a tax strategy. And it's to help you to, you know, um, like the thing that you hate the most, pay taxes to mitigate that issue <laughs> so you know right, it, it's right, kind right. of a win-win all around and you know it may seem like a, a long hold for somebody for 10 years or whatever but I guess one of the things that w- that we talked about is like let's just say if there's a capital gain of uh, 250,000 and then what was the example that you gave me something that if you yeah, only put sure. you know a certain amount in talk a little yeah. bit about that
1: yeah sure so so you have the principal of the investment and the gain in the investment right, right? and uh, when you're talking about a 1031 investment, you have to invest the principal and the gain. So uh, for that investor, um, you know, they're taking their entire principal and gain and investing in the 1031, a DSD. Uh, That's scenario one. Scenario two, when they're looking at an opportunity zone investment, uh, they're not taking the principal and the gain. They're only taking the gain. Right. So. So, yeah, it might be a 10 year hold, but you're you're, you're making that decision saying, hey, look, I, I'm going to take a certain percentage of this and give it back to the government or I can hold on to it and invest it in an opportunity zone fund. And then I can take the principal and talk to Denise about other strategies, uh, you know, for what I can do with the rest of it. Right. Rather than lock the whole thing up. Right. You're just locking up the game. Right. And that's something that's really unique about. The, the opportunity zone funds is that, you know, the majority of the investment, the principal uh, is liquid. You're taking that liquidity, um, meaning you can easily trade it or place it, you know. Um, and again, you can give it to Denise and Denise can help you figure out what you should do with it. But then the just the gain gets invested in the OZ, which uh, gives you great optionality.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's definitely a great thing. So if you have questions, call my office. Um, you know, Mike is always a great resource to me. So if you have a specific situation, we could talk about it and see how this can help you. So pretty good stuff. And I thank you so much, Mike. But there's a lot going on the next couple of days, isn't there? Well, I guess the oh. first thing we have to tell the listeners is that it's, if you're not aware, it's daylight savings time. Yeah. So we got to turn back our yeah. clocks on Saturday I, night,
1: right? I I I never look forward to that.
0: Yeah, I'm so sad because we're going to lose an hour of sleep. Yep. That's never good. And I'm looking outside right now, and it's already dark, and that's just yep. going to get worse. So then I go into depression. No, I'm just kidding. Well, yep. I'm not kidding, but I will get through yep. it. <laughs>
1: yep.
0: But even bigger than that, what's happening on Tuesday? Oh, my God. Election Day. Now, you're, you're in Pennsylvania, right, Mike? Y-
1: yes, I am. So you've I'm got not
0: the not Dr. Oz there. and Fetterman. Yep. 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 We've yep. got the Hochul... Zeldon race and uh, yeah. Ah, yeah. just praying wow. for good stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's doozy, right? I, I get many text messages every day and they started calling me by my first name and I got a little nervous.
0: Personalized, wow. All yeah,
1: right. I hasn't get that, you know, but, but yeah, it's mm-hmm. really heating up, isn't it? It is, it is,
0: it It is. Well, we're hitting the end of the show, but Mike, thank you so much for joining me. This was great, great information, and I look forward to uh, talking more about it. Again, everybody, have your voice heard on Tuesday, and let's get the right people in place. Uh, I hope you have a great weekend, and again, thank you, Mike, and I will talk to you soon, and everybody, do better and be better and ask for help when needed. I'm here to help. Until next Friday. Advisory services offered through Blackridge Asset Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities
1: are offered through Peak Brokerage Services, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC. Blackridge Asset Management and Diversified Financial Solutions are separate and independent entities from Peak Brokerage Services.